Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast, a webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone who supports us, supports everything we got going on. Um, special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University. You already know what I'm about to say. It's growing because the university continues to grow on a weekly and monthly basis. So shout out to all the new students. We appreciate your support. Um, I got my partner, Crown Core, with me as always. What's up, Core? Yo, what's going on, man? Every day above the ground is a good day. Let's get it popping. Yeah, man. Listen, so you guys know that our show is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, building businesses, you know, just 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 helping our people grow, man. And this this episode is pretty special because we have someone on um, who has created a business, but it's not just about the business. It's about um, how he's making a change uh, socially within the community through his business. Uh, which is very, it's very powerful, man. And not to mention, um, his product is fire too. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, man, I want to welcome uh, Muhammad Abdul Hadi on the building. What's up, brother? How you? I'm good, man. How your brothers doing? Oh, I'm man. doing well, man. And for those who don't know, this brother is the founder of Down North Pizza. And anyone from Philadelphia know that's that's I think Down North. But um, you know, in his establishment, for those that haven't been there, it's just, it's first of all, we talk about by the hood, right? So we talk about by the hood, we talk about buying into each other, our neighborhoods, our properties, owning things, and just like, you know, contributing to society overall and to our community. Um, his establishment is in our community. So we have to make sure we support it. But outside of that, it's the mission. I'm going to let him talk about it. I'm a little bit excited because um, I like to talk about business and finance, but how to tie that in socially. And you figured out a way to do that. You kind of cracked the code. So I'm excited to have you on and really get into this conversation, man. So first and foremost, before we start talking about your story, I just want to say um, I appreciate your work and thank you. I appreciate you guys too, man. Yeah, Absolutely. man. All right. So let's get into your story, though, man. Can you tell us about your upbringing, like, you know, where you're from um, and, and how were you raised? I'm from uh, West Philadelphia, um, contrary to belief, I'm not even from North Philly. I'm from uh, West, grew up on 52nd Street, the heart of West Philadelphia, um, right off of Spruce Street. So, you know, my upbringing, you know, mom and dad was in a household and uh, a lot of family, not a lot of siblings, a lot of cousins and things like that, huge family. So my upbringing was, um, I guess, for, you know, lack of better terms, I come from um, a good upbringing. Okay. And things that, you know, people, you know, ascribed to in these uh, underdeveloped communities. Yeah. So what school did you go to, uh, you know, around those times? I, went, I graduated high school from West Philadelphia High School. Okay. Um, yeah. I went to school, which is right across the street from West Philadelphia. Um, and I actually graduated from Temple University. So I'm when it comes to school, and I'm all Philly. Yeah, you all Philly. Okay. So, so what did you uh, major in in Temple? Criminal justice. Okay. Interesting. So well, that's criminal, criminal, criminal justice. <laughs> criminal unjustice. So that, so that explains a little bit, you know, about, you know, and salute to your family because you do come from a strong family, man. Um, and as a matter of fact, your sister, uh, who's a sister of ours as well, has been on the podcast. Shout out to Nairobi once they special shout out to her as well. 
Um, but but all you have, all you guys have done amazing work, man. You know, your brother, your whole family, all done amazing work. But um, so criminal justice, right? What made you major in criminal justice? What was that about? I was always intrigued by the law and how people are able to just overall manipulate the law and how it's formed. So for me, it was just going to school to kind of learn a lot of the actual, you know, laws behind why, you know, some of these issues plague our community. So that was the real reason why I even wanted to study criminal justice, because I know our people are the most, you know, impacted adversely when it comes to this criminal injustice system. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So um, now, you know, um, you're known as the brother who founded this this amazing establishment uh, down North Pizza. How did that come about from you studying criminal justice at Temple? What was that journey like to lead you from there to now you're doing this work? What was that story? I actually went back to college. I just graduated three years ago, 2018. Um, I actually started the process of the building while I, um, this actual business, while I was in Temple going to school. So it was something that um, was very dear to me in regards to, you know, knowing what, you know, plagues our community the most, one of the most things that, uh, worst things that plague our community. And then also knowing that how can we solve or assist in solving this issue and what role can I play within that? So uh, a buddy of mine I grew up with, uh, his name is uh, Chef Kurt Evans. He's been doing some uh, social justice work within the city. I actually um, attended one of his uh, dinners, which was, you know, he had a dinner series called the End of Mass Incarceration Dinner Series. So when I attended it, he was talking about, you know, ending mass incarceration and things like that. So it dawned on me at the time that, you know, what can I do to kind of aid in this and assist in, you know, combat and recidivism within our community? And when I thought about it, I'm like, you know, how about this put a restaurant in North Philly? Mind you, I already owned the building. So when I came to him, like, what about let's just do, you know, a restaurant in North Philly? How about, you know, something simple like pizza? So, you know, we thought about it. We came with the concept, you know, let's just do these Detroit-style pizzas. You know, we can also teach these uh, returning citizens culinary skills. The building that I owned had two apartments on top. So we thought about how can we tie in one of the other issues that plague returning citizens, which is homelessness, and provide a safe space for them to actually live if they need it. So we put together this concoction and here you got down north pizza all right so oh, a couple questions. yeah a couple questions right so you already owned the building what, like what was your original plan and when you when you bought the building like um the original plan was no matter what i did it had to be something that benefited the community so that was you know that was the end goal when it comes to the building itself it was a commercial mixed use building so it had to be something that benefited the community so what I, you know when I purchased the building that was already on the radar so where did that come from? Your 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 um you know uh, your love and 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 wherewithal to understand the importance of community and understand of, of building. Where did that come from? Like, is that something that was instilled in you as a kid? Yes, it was definitely because you know my father, you know, he was all about community and about organizing and things like that. You know, I even got roots that stem back to the Black Fan- the Black Panther Party in Philadelphia. So you know, I feel mm-hmm. like all of that is my bloodline. So. Okay. Got you. Got you. So that's, that's part of, that's part of who you are. Got you. And uh, shout out to uh, Chef Kurt as well, because he does amazing work, um, you know, with you, you know, just in general. So shout out to him as well. Um, 
So th- that's a, that's an interesting concept. What made you pick pizza, right? So you know, because I want to see how this whole thing came together because it's like a unique concept. You know, a, a black-owned pizzeria. First of all, I think that's dope. But uh, how did that come about? Say you decide on pizza because it was like we wanted to have something simple, and also we wanted to have something that everybody likes, so we can get these conversations started about how we actually can combat and you know try to end recidivism in the mass incarceration. So. You know, everybody loves pizza. And when mm-hmm. it comes to our people, we don't really have an imprint in that pizza game. So I felt like it was the time was, you know, now to kind of for us to get our foot in that game and kind of solidify that, you know, we can make pizza too. Yeah, yeah. And I'll I tell you one thing, man, the response has been amazing because I ride by there like almost every day. I mean, I'm in North Philly every day and your, your lines be out the door, bro. Like, <laughs> did you, did you, uh, and, I, and I understand like, you know, and you mentioned this before we came on that, that that's, the hard work that was put into it didn't you know you you put a lot of work to get it to that point right um but did you is this what you expected the kind of uh you know feedback you're getting now um you know humbly speaking um i i knew that you know the hard work was going to pay off but the the response that we've been getting from the community and just overall has been great you know and it's just um I kind of haven't taken it all in yet because it's still kind of uh, fresh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know it's kind of overwhelming at times. It's like, you know, this is really happening. To see where it was two years ago and to see where it's at now um, is definitely humbling. Yeah, that's amazing because it was it was like a, a you know idea you had. Now you actually can see this thing. Yeah, up, you, uh, yeah you took it all the way from idea to, to actuality. Like, that's yeah. that's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, the building was a shell, you know, in 2017, you know, before. So it's like to see it now, you know, and to see, you know, people coming in and out and to see like the community actually embracing us and getting behind us is like, it's been great. Yeah, man. So, so um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, working with returning citizens, right? Um, was that something that you always wanted to do or was that just coming from like, you know, uh, Chef Kurt's work and you guys collaborating or was that something that you were already interested in? Right. No, because, you know, I've ran, you know, on other businesses that, you know, I've hired, you know, I haven't exclusively hired, but, you know, majority of uh, my employees were informed incarcerated. I feel like that population of people are just looking and waiting for someone to give them a chance because they're used to being told no on many accounts. So the person that, you know, actually believes in them, I feel like they're always going to put their first, their best foot forward. And, you know, just like if you if we weren't hiring, you know, um, formerly incarcerated. With any job, you know, you, you're going to have, you know, everybody's not going to, you know, make it or everybody's not going to be a fit. That doesn't mean you stop hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and real quick, could you just speak to the importance of um, giving them opportunities, you know, for someone who may be watching this, who has a business? Um, you've, you know, you're helping this population of people that are generally forgotten. Can you speak to speak to the importance of giving them a second chance? I feel like, you know, once they feel empowered and they feel like that you're, you know, you, that they've been given a second chance because, you know, that's the thing. Like when they come home after serving their time for whatever crime or you know, crime they didn't commit, it's still like, you know, that is still over them. Like that, the idea that they are criminals, so that doesn't leave them for life. So just, you know, having people that, you know, would be willing to give them a second chance to, you know, succeed, not a second chance to fail. I feel like that's important. And then, for them and, and definitely empowering them to be, you know, a better version of themselves. I feel like when you provide them with resources, then you 
that's the the tool right there. That's the um, tool, one of the tools for you know reducing recidivism. Because if they have these tools, you know they don't feel like that they back against the wall, then they won't go back and you know do some of the things that they may have landed them in jail prior to. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely important, man. Man, this is this is amazing work, Corey. You got you got something you want to ask your brother, man? Because you're muted right now. Yeah. Um. Two things. Um. The first thing is when you were setting everything up and you bought the shell and you said you you know you wanted to give back to the community. Um. How did your your want to give back to the community fit with the the needs of the um you know the recently incarcerated um coming back into society. Um, people like how did that make like how did you mesh that like how did you make that work because i feel like you know especially in north philadelphia uh you know incarceration plagues that particular um community of people a lot so it's like a lot of people are taken from within that community so my you know goal was like how can we bring these people back to the community you know and kind of keep that community intact because i feel like you know when we're you know, as a community, you know, talking about the black people as a collective, if we, you know, embrace that, I feel like that's one of the things that, you know, is very beneficial for our community of people. So my thing was, how can we get these people back into these communities for the better? Okay. Yeah. And then the second question I had is, as a previous business owner, um, what, what, um, what kind of help did that give you as far as starting this business like what was the what were the things that were different and what were the things that were more the same like so you know i mean i know you like you said you had previous experience with you know the recently incarcerated and things like that but um you know as far as business how how was that helpful it was helpful because you know this being a self-funded project and um you know taking time to actually develop into something i you know understood like the ups and downs of just like building a business because you know that's just you know what i come from and what i you know had to be you know resilient and resourceful to get to this point so when it came to that that you know moment it's like for me it kind of was like second you know second nature at this point because i always my whole life i feel like i have a need to you know lend a helping hand and just help people in general so when it comes to you know the whole idea of you know helping returning citizens i feel like you know it's something that I hold dear to my heart because, you know, I know I had, you know, never actually been in prison, but I've been, you know, adversely affected by the criminal justice system. So I know how it is. And, you know, I may be just an exception to the rule. So I know for me, I feel like the need is my, you know, obligation to reach back and pick up as many as I can. Man, that's powerful, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this question: How how did uh, your studies at Temple, in terms of criminal justice, how how does how does that help you, or like you know impact you with with your work now? I mean, just you know, I guess it just adds a, uh, another layer um, because you know I'm a firm believer in you know actually getting out here and doing the work. School plays a role, but mm-hmm. I think um, the emphasis to me is not on school because anybody can sit behind and learn, um, but to be actually out here. And, you know, in these environments, in these neighborhoods and actually seeing what's going on, I feel like that's a better teacher than any school can teach. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Right? Take, take an action. Right. So it's about taking action. You can you can sit in the classroom all day long, but if you don't do anything, then that's how you really. Yeah. Learn. Listen, so 
Uh, along this journey, um, from from where you started, you know, born and raised in West Philadelphia, going through Temple to where you are now, where you finally have your uh, business up and established and is running, and you're getting this great feedback. What do you think has been the biggest hurdle um, for you personally to get you to where you are now? Um, I, I guess the same hurdles that majority of you know black-owned businesses go through is like the access to resources and funding and things like that, as we see it in these neighborhoods and this in general. A lot of black owned businesses are self-funded. You know, they figure out how to get the money and, you know, get the resources necessary to get these businesses off the ground, which speaks to our resiliency, you know, as people historically. So if you want to say a hurdle, you know, it would also I feel like that, you know, that idea of, you know, the funding and the startup costs and things like that, we typically have to get out here and get it on our own is one of the major hurdles that plague all of our black owned businesses, not just myself. Yeah, this is true. This yeah. is true. Um, other question I have for you is this though. Um inspiration. What has inspired you along your journey? It's like, you know, is, is do you have a favorite book or something that's inspired you along this journey? I have a lot of favorite books, but my biggest inspiration is my father, to be honest. Um, he's my superhero, he's my idol, and other, you know, black leaders of the past who've showed the way and paved the way for us, you know, to be where we are today. So, you know, if okay. I want to Point anything, I'm definitely gonna point to my father. All right, yeah. Uh, so salute, salute, salute the pops. Is there, so? What? What? Let me ask you this question: Since you talked about the ancestors or, or black leaders, um, what, who is some of the people that you study in terms of their work? And you say, I want to implement this and do this, uh, you know, with my work. Uh, the Black Panther Party a lot. Fred Hampton is definitely one of my um, idols, just um, from different aspects how he was able to organize and uh, things like that within the community. So. You know, I take a lot of what type of organizing and things that they've done for the community and try to, you know, I feel like that 10 point program that they had is still relevant to today. So, you know, a lot of things that they were doing and that was going on back in those times, we still, they're still affecting us to this day. So for me, you know, people like that who were, who had the courage to step out, you know, and go against what society said was right and uh, do some of the things that they did, I feel like is is legendary more than, you know, you know anything else okay yeah <laughs> you ain't yeah, never right to it like <laughs> let's go <laughs> I, so let me ask you a question but about the future right so you so you have the um the one operational um on, on lehigh uh you know an amazing by the way for the folks watching if you're in philadelphia make sure you go support even if you're not in philadelphia come come in and go support because i've seen I've seen uh, a lot of plates pull up that are from yeah people coming from all over the place to come support you, bro. Um, yeah, so, Baltimore, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. So make sure you guys support that. But what are some of the future plans that you have? Like you know, because um, now you have a brand. Like, so for the brand, and also just like what are some of the other works or things that you want to accomplish? Because to me, it sounds like you know, um, you're focused on helping the people. This might be one avenue. Maybe you have other avenues, or maybe you just want to expand this one. What are some of your future plans? Yeah, definitely. We call it the people's pizza. So that's, you know, that's the, that's <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, um, yeah. So, you know, community development is important. I want to look to put some sustainable gardens around the strawberry mansion area. Um, so people can have access to fresh produce and things like that. Um, we're also looking into do some community centers, some youth tech centers, you know, within the area as well to kind of teach our, um, youth, some of these, you know, um, skills that are necessary, we feel like moving into, you know, what the world is coming to. Some of this technology has been 
on the forefront. So we want to kind of prepare our youth for certain things that they, you know, we're going to have to face later on in life. And knowing that, you know, college is not ideal for everyone. So we definitely need to teach, you know, our people some of these skills necessarily for them to be able to survive, you know, whether it be, you know, carpentry, plumbing, you know, whether it be tech, whether it be coding, things like that. We feel like it's, you know, imperative that we know about these things because that's where the world is going. And um, like I said, college is not ideal for everybody and we have to understand that. So we have to put them in position as well to be able to succeed in this world. Man, yeah, you talk about nation building. That's that's, right. that's kind of what it is, right? You know, Definitely right? moving forward, you know, I need it down north in every, you know, underprivileged black community around the United States because it's needed. If we can figure out a way to get in there and uplift and empower our community from within, I feel like that's one of the, the tools, you know, and having other people get behind and help out, you know, and support, you know, I feel like we can, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah, man. And what you're doing is 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 not just building a business, you're doing revolutionary work through that business, man. So this is amazing to see. And and even where your mind is, your mind is on the people. So you'll never fail because you put the people first. Yeah, listen, <laughs> he said his his his, his idol was his, his chairman, Fred. So, you know, you know what yes. I mean? There you, go. you know what his first question was? How does it help the people? So, yeah. you know what I mean? He following in the footsteps of a great. Yeah, man. I mean, it's this, 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 I'm telling you, I'm, I'm excited about this because, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is what we talk about and what we stand for, man. So we definitely want to help you any way we can in terms of um those gardens, the community center, any way we can help because that's the kind of work that's needed. Um, But this is amazing, man. Like, so I guess at this point is working on a system. So I guess you do have plans on expanding this to other neighborhoods, right? Yes. And this one is just the proof of concept right now. So, you know, gotcha. And this concept is actually going to work and so far so good. So once we, you know, get that down packed and definitely we can replicate this and move this to, you know, other cities that need it, you know, it's, you know, empowering to see, you know, people that, you know, work for down North and down North being this big thing around the city. And it's like, they wearing that with pride. Like, yeah, I work for down North. And it's like, you know, people like, yeah, I work for down North. It's like, <laughs> it's like and it's also to me, it's, 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 it's good because it's like they don't really, you know, have the opportunity to be a part of stuff a lot of the time. So to be a part of something that's been this big within the city, and then you also have, you know, older um people coming in, you know, saying, you know, in my, you know, years in life, I've never seen, you know, black people make pizza. It's like inspiring. It's like, you know, to them, it's like legendary. And that's, you know, also inspiring work for us, you know, when we when we hear that. So. We we breaking you know some barriers and you know we want to continue to break them and move forward and um like I said you know this is, you know we're building a legacy behind this. Yeah, like I said, um, the, I tell you, I ride by every day. You got you know um people outside and also I love it because it's culturally relevant, right? As someone who grew up in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? In my age range, and I'm a hip hop fan. Even the menu items I found like amazing. Yeah, man. That so menu is that menu <laughs> fire. That so, menu is absolute fire. So, and I gotta and I gotta say this too, right? You know, you show love to Miss Jade, which is amazing, because I'm like, you know, where'd that come from to tie in, you know, um the hip hop scene? Credit. You got shout out to Chef Mike and Chef Kurt. Okay, the sh okay. I can't even take credit for that. Gotta yeah. give credit where credit is due. Yeah, and for those and for those who don't have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm gonna put their uh, website within the description of the show. Just check out the names of the uh, the pizzas on the menu. <laughs> I, I found Absolute the fire, yo. Yeah, yeah. So for me, and and, that, and that's what I'm saying. That that's that's culture, and to me, 
culture ties into this whole thing of community, um, of organizing. Culture is very important. So, and I saw that I'm like, okay, see, I, I love everything they're doing. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. dope. So, um, everybody who put that together, man. And um, so now I guess the question I have is um. You have this thing that's established. Uh, you start, you're talking about putting other places. Do you have a specific location that you're looking to start next, or do you haven't really figured that part out yet? I mean, I've been talks with some people, but um, it's definitely um, some, some places within the tri-state, uh, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we look, like I said, once we get this thing down packed, and then we can you know, go places, other places and replicate it, this is gonna be big. It's gonna be big for our people. It's gonna be big yeah. for the culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, are you looking big. for like French? It's like a franchise model or something that you just want to like right now. You're not there yet. You just want to. Um... I mean, franchising. I don't know because I feel like what's more important is that if we can go into the communities and partner with the people that's already doing the work. Already there, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't gotcha. want to just have it open for anybody to just say, "Oh, I want to franchise it down north." And no, I want to you know meet the people that's actually doing the work and let's partner gotcha. up. That's, no, you that's, that's, yo, that's a crazy model. And we just going to go into these neighborhoods and partner with people. You know, we don't need to, you know, license. Because once you start franchising, it, then, you know, it has the potential to get watered down. And that's one thing with owning this. And, you know, I sold out just by owning it outright to be able to control the narrative. So I could control, you know, everything about the business. So therefore, it won't be watered down. So that's important because, you know, if we're able to actually know the people that we partner with, and know that they've been doing the work, then you know we can actually make this harmonious situation in regards to you know what our expectations are because you know these people already been doing the work. You just come in there with the concept, and then you know it's, it's a layup after that. Got you. Listen, this. You, listen, that that's, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense because there are folks in a lot of these communities doing the work, um, which is why I get upset when they say people aren't like there's people in a lot of these communities, and we talk to them all across the country who are out there doing the work. So having this model developed and um, being offered to them, that, that's powerful, man. So, Corey, you got anything else for the brother, man? Yeah, so the the, the numbers, right, especially, uh, so the number of people you can serve and also the number of, the numbers around the business as far as being able to help um, the, the recently incarcerated. So um, how many are you able to serve through one location and then, with expanding, what's the number you're looking to serve? You're talking about like in hiring? Yeah. So um, we can hire, you know, because the goal was to have this as a landing spot for a lot of people coming home. And, you know, we chose and we, we knew how important it was to actually pay them a fair equitable rate. So in Philly, I think it's, they say you can live off of like seven seventy five an hour. So we f- figured let's double that. So, because I think that number is false. So we want to actually, you know, have them at a number that they actually can survive, you know, in Philadelphia on. So we, we chose to make sure we pay them, you know, a fair equitable rate, which is double what the city says, you know, they can live off of. So this was ideally going to be a landing spot farm, you know, so, you know, we partner with other, you know, restaurants and establishments to after, you know, once they work with us, that they can go on to bigger and better things. I think that's the uh, the big the uh, overarching um, goal for us and them is to be able to you know get some of this experience and then you know branch off and do better things. Even with the living headquarters, you know, we want them to you know we offer the spot six months free of charge you know for them so they be able to save their money and then save for you know 
somewhere else, you know, maybe a better, you know, spot for them to live at. So I feel like all of those things are important to be able to kind of have them come through. And, you know, it's not a program. So, the, you know, these apart these apartments that they're staying in or their houses, there's no programs, no rules, because I also want to get out of the idea of that institutional mindset that you're coming from one program to another. So it's like when they live there, that's on, you know, that's their spot. So having that that cushion to be able to, you know, get their feet wet out here and have, you know, establish, you know, some you save some money and things like that, I feel like it's key for them to move on and do bigger and better things. No, that's 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 love, man. That's ultimate. That's the ultimate love, man. Like to to, to, to give them, empower them, not to 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 restrict them. You know what I mean? With the with the craziness that's going on in the world, to 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 come from a situation where you don't feel like you have any power, to feel empowered, and you know what I mean. And and then giving a hand up, not a hand out, like. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I really, really appreciate what yeah. you're doing. And that's important to speak about that part, how you tied in, like, you know, the homelessness, right? And how you are attacking that as well um, by using, uh, you know, this is, this is another great example of how with real estate, right, you can actually make impact and not just income because you're taking that space and you use that space as a way to, you know, you, so you're working on, first of all, just the um, the jobs, right, which is a huge mm-hmm. problem for that population as well as giving them somewhere to stay. You're taking care of two things, right? So I, I think that's important to talk about. Man, that's an amazing concept. How long did it take you to come up with this concept? Like, what kind of things were you throwing in the air before you said, man, this could actually work? Like, how I mean, because I couldn't figure what I was going to do with the apartments above. So it's like, it makes sense to kind of have, you know, all in one, as opposed to just renting it out to, you know, people, you know, uh, this random people. I figure mm-hmm. out how can we tie it into the actual business model? And that's kind of what I came up with, you know, in regards to that. So. It can be, you know, a situation where they have their own spot because coming home or just being, you know, having a record, it bars you from even being able to live in, you know, a lot of places within the city, regardless of how much money you're making. So to be able to actually work somewhere and live somewhere where that, you know, is welcome, like, you know, you having a record, you know, being uh, adversely affected by the criminal justice system is not looked at as, you know, something bad. It's looked at, you know, something that, we understand, you know, that you're not defined by your worst mistake and we willing, you know, we all about second chances. Yeah, man. That's dope, man. This is yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm inspired, man. Like No, absolutely. I'm inspired. This is inspiring. So 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 we're inspired and excited because like um you embody a lot of what we talk about. We talk about, you know, the building of a business because what's not lost in this is you've built a successful business thus far, right? Mm-hmm. So you've done that, but at the same time, you figured out a way to help our people. And I think that's like the best of both worlds. So you actually are bringing two different things to the table by you built the business, you know, and you, you know, you're helping people you put and you put people first just by our conversation. I can tell by not only who you're inspired by, but what your future plans are that you put people first. And I think that's very, very important, man. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your story. Um, and anyway, you know, we definitely want to do some work together in the future because, um, it's about the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, like, thank you. The people's pizza, right? Y'all gotta people's get the pizza. pizza. Yeah, and for the folks <laughs> watching, please support this brother. Go check a look at what he's got going on. I'm gonna put a social media link as well as a link to the website for the establishment. But just outside of that, come in, make sure you support. Support because what's the, what's the address, Mohammed? 2804 West Lehigh. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Instagram handle is down north underscore pizza. You know, follow that so you can be updated on 
everything that's going on. Um, down pizza Twitter handle, so you know you can find us there. You know, yeah. and and just make sure you guys come in and support because when you support this business, you, you've already he's already laid out exactly what his plans are and what he's doing. So you're contributing to that as well. So I think it's important that we support that. We shouldn't be buying pizza from nobody else now because we have someone that looks like us that makes pizza. So that's where we go. You know what I mean? And it's just really like, yeah, <laughs> for me, it's that simple. When you got somebody that looks like you making pizza, that's where you get your pizza from. So, um, Muhammad, man, I just want to say thank you, man, first and foremost for your time, because I know your time is valuable, but also for your work and, you know, for everything you do in the future, brother. I just want to say thank you. And you got our total support. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, man. So listen, um, make sure you go follow uh follow them on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, support everything they got going on. Um, and to the folks watching, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Yeah.